You're listening to the Sensuality Project Podcast, where the messiness of real life gets sexy, hosted by Stacey Herrera. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Episodes contain profane language and topics of a sexual nature that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to another episode of the Sensuality Project Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Herrera. Thank you for joining me for another episode. And before I get into my chat with my guest for this week, I want to encourage you, if you've been listening to the Sensuality Project podcast, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, if it makes you laugh, if you have some aha moments, if you're taking notes, it, however it's making you feel, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes. That would be very helpful to getting the podcast um, boosted so that other people can enjoy the podcast as well. So that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Um, but this week, my, uh, this week, oh my goodness, this week I'm chatting with my sister friend, Jay Dean. Jay and I talk all the time. Like she's one of the few people that I talk to almost daily and every conversation is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like we laugh a lot. We're super transparent. We get down and dirty about everything everything we talk about business we talk about sexuality we tech we talk about sexual trauma we talk about things that are going on in the world we we share our personal stories and we call each other out on our shit like seriously like all the time we are both libras in fact um both of us um are september libras because september libras rule by the way and we just gel. We just gel. You know, some people you just naturally get along with. And Jay and I are those kinds of friends. And this conversation is like a snapshot into what what it looks like for us chatting every day. <laughs> like we are so we're off the chain. We're off the wall raw real all the stuff so you're gonna really enjoy this conversation if you've been enjoying past episodes this one right here is one that you probably will want to listen to more than once so i'm gonna start stop talking look i'm gonna start talking i've been talking i'm gonna stop talking so that you can ear hustle on one of the best conversations um that i've aired so far here we go Let's have some foreplay. Let's go. Okay, so let's see. If you were going to be making out with somebody, maybe somebody that either you really like or some celebrity that you just think is all of the things, what would you ask that person to do to you? Ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> Whoa. Hmm. Oh, damn, Stacy. I just made that up right now. We're about to get in trouble. See, I said, <laughs> <laughs> I just said, I just said, I said, whenever we get together, it's always trouble. Always. Right? Look, which is every fucking day. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay. If I was with someone that I really liked, <laughs> You know what I'm thinking about, right? Mm -hmm. If I was with someone that I really liked, what would I ask them to do? Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know I love oral sex, so... Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's not good enough. I think I need to be more creative. Look, you can do whatever you want. You can right. ask for whatever you want. Okay, so you know I have this fantasy where I want to be with a man that is like extremely wealthy and I want him to buy me a really beautiful gown and like fly me halfway across the world and we have dinner and he makes love to me. Like we have the best sex. I call it galactic sex, mm-hmm. right? Uh, So we have like this galactic sex. Um, Of course, oral is involved. Um, And then he leaves me a bag of money. Oh, shit. On the nightstand afterwards. Look, that just the bag of money part is enough. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really, I really, really want that to happen. And I I know it will. It's going to happen someday. I feel it. I heard that. Okay. So second question, just as a prequel to that experience. Okay. So he's, the limo's on the way. He's sending the limo to pick you up, to take you to the airport, to the private landing strip where you fly away on the Mm -hmm. private jet to meet him wherever you're going. Yes. So, you know, the limo's arriving. So maybe, maybe the flight's 10 hours. So, you know, it's at least, you know, 10 or 12 hours before you're going to see him. What? Do you sext him? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. Look, people are going to be like, Jay, you nasty. <laughs> Look, get nasty, girl. Everything's welcome here. <laughs> okay. When do I sext him? Damn. Oh, I cannot say this on air. Well, you could filter out the parts that you think um, might be too much. <laughs> okay. So um, I would send him a picture, actually. So I, once I get to the airport, wait, because we're I'm, I'm getting on a, a jet, right? So I'm not yep. going to have to like go through security. No, and private jet. jet, everything. Like, oh, okay. A pilot and some wine. Okay. So is anybody like, is there anybody in the area where I'm sitting? It's just me? Um, There might be like one or two flight crew members, but you can ask for privacy if necessary. Okay, cool. So I would send him a picture of me, um, probably of my breast. Um, (laughs) 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 Or, you know, if I wanted to really be nasty, like I would just kind of hike my leg up real quick and just, you know, give him a shot of my glory. Look, beaver shots for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Look, (laughs) four fucking play. (laughs) Okay. Last question. Now I'm going to get, I'm going to give you three descriptors and you tell me what item I'm describing. Okay. Okay. First one, I can give you head. I can give you tail. I'm hard and you can play with me in your pocket. What am I? Wait a minute. (laughs) What? Um, Okay, so I can give you head. I can give you tail. And I'm hard and you can play with me in your pocket. Uh, mm, Um... 
can give you head, I can give you tail. You can play with me in your pocket. And I'm hard. You can play with me in your pocket. Well, it wouldn't be like, I mean, I guess like a dildo is too big and that's like so basic. That couldn't be the answer. Um, oh shit, I don't know. I'm hard. You can give me head. You can give me tail. A coin. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Jay, take your mind out of the gutter and think about this. It's really hard. You were only the second person to get a right answer in on one of those. The other person was Caitlin Grace. Uh-huh. Look, of course. What did she say? I can't answer? remember what hers was, but she got it right away. And I was oh, like, God. oh my God, that never happens. <laughs> well, since we were talking about head and tail, let's talk about head. Oh, yes. Let's fucking talk about head. I was just listening to um, a Prince mix this morning on my walk. And um, he was just so genius with his lyrical flow. Yeah. And one of my favorite songs is um, is Head off the Controversy album. But mm-hmm. let's talk about, well, let's first talk about giving head. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of women, I, a lot of women that I've worked with and a lot of women just like my friends and stuff, a lot of women are really reluctant to admit that they suck dick. Mm-hmm. What What is that about? Um... I think it's just like, you know, according to society, uh, you cannot, that's just information that makes you uh, appear to be unladylike. And um, I think we're kind of veering away from that, though. I think a lot of women are really stepping into uh, the divine feminine, stepping into their own sensuality and owning their sexuality more. But I really think it's about worrying about what or how society is going to uh view them I I think that's what it comes down to yeah it's unfortunate I I happen to enjoy sucking dick look I said it (laughs) (laughs) um you know I mean of course selectively you know I'm not like um blowing everybody but um, so I'm selective about it, but I but I really enjoy it. And I also think that, of course, that makes a difference in the experience for the other person. If you don't like it, it look and pun intended, it kind of sucks for the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of sucks for the other person. But if you enjoy yeah. it, it really makes the experience much more pleasurable for the receiver. Yeah. It does. Um, and, and we talked, we just talked about this actually. Uh, I have become, I've decided to become very selective on who I give oral sex to, uh, just because I feel like just like sex is a sacred act, you know, oral sex should be a sacred act as well. You shouldn't just go around sucking everybody's dick. (laughs) You shouldn't go around just fucking anybody. Um, so uh, yeah, I decided to be more choosy, not saying that, that I wasn't before, but, um, I just decided to be more selective with who I put these lips on. So, well, I think intention is really important. And I think that, um, you know, cause I think that there is a place for non-sacred 
sexual activity. Well, yeah. So, and yeah. then there's a, you know, so I, so, but I think like the intention regardless of, of is important. So yeah. I think that being able, there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries. In fact, it's really important to set boundaries around sex and everything else. Um, so I think that if that's a boundary that feels good for you, then you should do that. Yeah. You know, but not to take away from the women out there to just, just like lollipopping it, whatever. You want to do ain't nothing wrong with it. Like, you know, it's, it's definitely personal preference. Um, but I do think that, you know, there are times in your life when, when certain boundaries are required because, sometimes it can get really difficult to narrow down and to actually attract exactly what you want. If you, if your boundaries is a little looser. Yeah. You know, yeah, I agree. So yeah. I think that that's a great way to be real um, specific around what the universe delivers to you. Yeah. Look, claps for Jay. <laughs> so since we talking about it let's talk about pussy eating because that's the thing oh um, yes i have a lot to say about that. <laughs> so I, had, I had a girlfriend who um was messing with this dude for a minute she was messing with him for like a couple of years and it wasn't an ideal situation for her in the sense that he wasn't he wasn't showing up as the guy she was saying that she wanted in her life, but she wouldn't stop seeing him. And one of the things he used to say was, I don't eat pussy. And more specifically, he would say, Southern men don't eat pussy. So when she was saying this, I'm like, no, no, Southern men, they like eating in general. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they love to eat. People in the South love to eat. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. It, you know, him saying Southern men don't eat pussy. I was like, that's not really accurate. And I was like, and I don't know if he doesn't eat pussy or if he just don't want to eat your pussy. Ooh. Um, yeah. And the reason I said that to her wasn't because I was trying to be mean to her, but mm -hmm. the reason that I said that was because he also didn't want to take her out. He also didn't want to do nothing for, because if, you know, like, oh, well, I work, I, I work multiple jobs and, you know, I'm saving for this or I'm saving for that. But then when she would like suggest free things, like, well, let's go have a walk on the beach. He didn't want to do that either. So it felt like to me that it, it had nothing to do with him not, you know, appreciating the art of cunnilingus. I think it was more about him trying to keep that relationship in a container yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, why are y'all even dating? Right. It, but were they dating? No, they were just fucking. They weren't mm -hmm. dating. She wanted to date, though. And so I kept saying to her, why are you investing so much energy trying to convince him that you're good enough? Because that's what it turned into. It was like always, you know, I'm a good woman and I don't sleep around and I don't this and I don't that and I'm willing to do these things for him. And I was like, but that's not what he wants from you. And if you want something different, then you have to cut it off. Yeah. You know, so, but anyways, um, I, I just really wanted to tell the story about him saying he didn't eat pussy because I know that that's a thing. A lot of men say that. And there was a time when I didn't give head. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I wasn't born sucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
like that visual right isn't it took me out of here that's hilarious you know i was born knowing how to suck things but it was pretty limited to nipples and bottles (laughs) you know i didn't know how to suck dick so everybody has to start i mean just like no man was born eating pussy you know yeah from a pussy but you weren't eating it so i think that when people say like i don't Everybody used to didn't like that's very you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody there was a time when when everybody started, it wasn't something that you just yeah. always have done. So when someone says that they they don't do it, if they haven't ever tried it and it's like and that's important to your partner, it would seem to me that you would explore it. I mean, in that particular situation her pleasure her anything wasn't important to him which was apparent but I mean in general situations where it's like maybe maybe you really like somebody and they say well I don't eat pussy but you like you like having your pussy ate like it seems to me like that should be something that could be negotiated well um I feel like if you don't eat pussy, right, that's that's cool, but just don't be expecting me. I mean, you know, okay, so it could work two ways. You can say, I don't eat pussy, right? And I could be the girl to say, all right, cool, because um, I don't really like oral that much. Or you could say, I don't eat pussy, and I could be like, well, don't expect me to suck your dick. And we, we just... <laughs> <laughs> and we just you know we we fuck and that's that you know but um for men who don't eat pussy you know I don't want to say like because I've heard some women say oh only well real men eat pussy I want to I want to say I agree <laughs> but <laughs> I want to say I agree, but I also, um, I also want to stay open because some, maybe some men are just, uh, like self-conscious about it. Maybe they feel like they don't do it well. Uh, maybe they feel like when they've tried it, the time that they tried it, they, they haven't pleased their partner. And so they don't do it. They just like, well, you know, I don't eat pussy, but they won't say I don't eat pussy because the last time I did it, my girl didn't like it, you know? So um, it can go a lot of different ways. I don't, I don't know. I, I think so too, but I, I guess, I mean, there could be, you know, if you got a sensitive stomach, you know, if you're, you know, cause there are people that are super sensitive to smell and, um, and maybe they have, or, or visuals, like it's certain things that like, edible items that are not on other people's bodies. I mean, like there's, <laughs> there are certain things that I don't eat, not because I don't like the taste, but because I don't like the texture, you know, and there are certain things, you know, like there's certain textures that I just don't enjoy. And so I just don't eat those foods or, you know, and even in turn back to giving head, like there are some, some women that have a really, hair trigger gag reflex yeah they shouldn't suck dicks it's not a good idea it's not a good idea you know so so I'm not saying that it's I think it's okay for people to say like I don't I don't like this but I think that it's it's really important when especially when it comes to 
you know, sexuality has so many different colors. And when you come together with somebody, you don't know what kind of crayons they like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that when it comes to that, you as it's important to be really clear and to get really clear with yourself about why you don't like something so that you can communicate that. Be- the reason it's important is because everybody comes to the table with all of the shit that has ever happened to them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they come to the table with their whole life history lodged in the cells of their body. And if you just say to somebody, I don't eat pussy, it would be very easy for someone to interpret that as something's wrong with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I say to you, you know what, Jay, I don't eat pussy. And the reason I don't eat pussy is because it's very difficult for me to breathe through my nose. And if my mouth is on your pussy, I might have a heart. I might choke. I don't know. Whatever the excuse is. Or, or, you know, or maybe I have a really challenging time with slippery surfaces. So maybe I don't really French kiss either because, you know, spit and, and, and coochie juice is just the technical <laughs> part. You know, that's, you know, and maybe that's the reason I don't eat okra. Because okra got the same kind of slime that <laughs> oh, I love okra. Okra is the bomb. I love it. Me too. Oh my goodness. There's this giant okra. I think it's a Japanese okra. And I haven't tried it because I'm almost willing to buy one at the farmer's market just because I'm I want to see what it looks like on the inside and see if it has that same slimy surface. Mm-hmm. It's big like a like an English cucumber though. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm curious. Um, next time I go to the farmer's market, I'll, I'll buy one and I'll, I'll send you a text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it looks the same um, as regular okra. But anyway, mm-hmm. so if someone said something like that to you, if, if they came to you and it's like, Jay, you know, the reason I don't eat pussy is because, and they had a, a, something that was understandable, but it's something that you really like. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to take it off the table or would you negotiate, you know, maybe pussy licks from somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you be willing to negotiate that or is it like, is it so important to you that you would be willing to be cool with that if you really cared about the person? It was just something they couldn't get together with. And and could you just be like, OK, I'm just never getting my pussy ate as long as we're in a relationship or. Would you be like, you know, hey, babe, I really, I respect what, how you feel and, and I understand and I don't want to pressure you, but I really like that. And I don't want you to be in an uncomfortable position, but is that something I can, it, it, would you be okay if I got that outside of our relationship? Okay. Let me, let me take, so, you know, whenever, uh, I talk to Stacey, like I have to take a sip of my wine, like I pour <laughs> glass of wine because I know she's about to give me telling some shit right I'm about to tell a story so let me just take (laughs) let me just take a sip of this wine give me one second please (laughs) (laughs) oh all right and for all of y'all listening it's like 2 36 p.m ish and it's never too early to drink wine yeah <laughs> whoever told you different it's just they don't know what they're talking about so okay story time um I was dating this guy you know and he like we we 
Okay, so let me back up. I feel like you should always have the conversation about likes and dislikes before the sexual act happens. Like I, I, I feel like communication uh, when it comes to sex, when it comes to anything, but as sex, like you need to have thorough conversations about what do you like? What do you not like? What's a go? What's a no go? You know, what am I willing to try? What do I want to stay away from? Whatever. So um, we were having this conversation about like likes and dislikes because he really, really is fucking obsessed with oral sex. Right. Which is cool, you know. Um, But then I asked, okay, so do you like eating pussy? And he was like, um, (laughs) 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 like the look on his face, like he paused and he was like, uh, I said, all right. So that's a no. Right. Um, and I said, well, what is it that you don't like? He was like, well, it's not that I don't like it. He said, but anytime I've ever given a woman head, um, I don't know if she really liked it, you know? So I said, well, do you like it? Right. Because she could just be responding to how you were performing. So, you know, if you, if you were looking at like, you you're a cat licking some water she probably was like what the fuck is he doing um so I asked him you know do you like the smell of it do you like the smell of pussy do you like how it looks I started asking all these different probing questions and based on his response we came up with a no <laughs> no to right so he he pretty much doesn't like the smell he doesn't like how it looks and he didn't have to really outright say no to me but I could tell by his response uh, or lack thereof that he just, it wasn't something that he was um, down with. And so in that case, uh, I just feel like if it's something that maybe you just aren't accustomed to, like we can work through that. But um, if you're just like, I do not eat pussy like at all point blank period, but I want you to suck my dick all the time. Um, that's just gonna be a hell no for me. Like, <laughs> I am not <laughs> like it's just gonna be a no. You know what I mean? Because you can't, you can't. Um, like reciprocity is extremely reciprocity is extremely important to me. And so, if you are expecting me to do this thing all the time, and it'll be a difference if if I don't like head like if I don't like getting my pussy ate but you like you love getting your dick sucked then okay you know we can we can come to an agreement on what that should look like but if I love it and you love it but you're not willing to do it like hell no what like what do you think this is this is just not it's not gonna work so okay so what if what if the person is willing and of course he he loves getting head so he's just asking for sucks all the time can you lick can you lick can you lick <laughs> you know so he loves it and he's willing but he sucks at it he's just bad at it yeah. you then say no babe that's okay and you keep sucking dick or yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. what if he's willing and you just don't like the way he does it and you've given instruction and he just can't it's kind of like dancing you know there are people that they like dancing but if you dance with them they keep stepping on your feet because even when you tell them like listen to the beat like it they just can't do it 
So what if it's one of those situations where you've given him instruction, you've like demonstrated with your mouth and he just can't, but he wants his dick sucked. This seems like deja vu. Do we, do we have this conversation before? Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the sake of the listening, because I'm like, I feel like I said these exact words to her before. Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> well, for the sake of the listener. <laughs> So if if that scenario presents itself, do you continue sucking dick and just passing on getting your pussy ate? Mm. But you really like him. You like him and y'all vibe everywhere else. And you know, he could he when he fuck is like stirring coffee, it's beautiful, but he just can't really get his mouth to do the thing that makes your cat meow. <laughs> Um, okay, so are we talking about like specifically what I would do or just yeah, yeah. like what would, what would you what would you how would you handle that? Um I don't know, like that's a uh, look, let me make it harder for you. He look good, girl, he fine, he is fine. Yeah, we don't have to look he and he his pockets is deep. Great um, dates, great fucking dates, but he can't eat pussy, period. Oh, girl, we gonna have to work that thing out. Like, we gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> like we're, we're going to have to just have pussy one-on-one. Like, we just, like, every night. Like, if he, okay, so I feel like if he's committed to learning, then we can, we can work it out. So you're willing to teach you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm mad. I think that, I think that like anything and including dancing and pussy eating, I do believe that it's only like 10% talent, you know, and 90% practice. Yeah. <laughs> because, okay, so let's, let's reverse it, right? So what about if the man um, like if you were not a pro at sucking dick, you know. Oh, and I am a pro, but go on. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to put myself in non-pro shoes. <laughs> but you know, like if you weren't a pro at sucking dick, and he was like, "All right, babe, like we get, like I re- this is something I really, really love." So, like, what we got to meet in the middle. Um, but you just like what 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 would you want him to do? Like, how would you want him to teach you or? Yeah, I think that I would have to put my ego to bed about it. Um, Because in, you know, all jokes aside, whenever you are giving, having any practice, you know, oral sex or regular sex or whatever, whenever you're doing something with a new person where you don't really know their body's response, you don't know like where their erogenous zones are you don't know like what in terms of just head in general like you don't know if if he likes long licks up and down the shaft or if he likes you to twirl your tongue around the head or if he likes like hard deep sucks if he wants you to you know if he wants you to try to fit the whole thing in your mouth like you don't really know if he wants a lot of stroke you know what I mean like he likes a little bit of lick but a lot of stroke like oh I sound like I'm a pro for real huh But I mean, you don't know like what somebody likes when you first get together with them. So most of the time, like people don't give you instruction um, 
not off before you start, but, but a guy will say like, you know, you know, stroke me a little or pull my tug at my balls or, you know, I don't know, stick your finger in my ass, whatever. Like they'll tell you what, so it's not much different really. Um, But even when someone is giving you those little tiny tweak instructions while you're doing it, you, you, it can't be about you. And if you're, if you get in your ego and you start in your mind thinking, no, this ain't trying to tell me how to suck dick, whatever. Oh, I shouldn't have said the N word. I guess I can. I'm black. I can say the N word, but y'all don't say the N word if you're not black. Anyway, Uh, look, 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 that's my comic relief. Um, you know, but I'm saying that if look, now I'm gonna have to put a disclaimer on this episode to say I said the N word. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever said the N word on the show before, but anyways, um, you know, if some, you can't get in your head about it and start nitpicking about what someone's asking you to do, because the minute you start doing that, you know, that it has nothing to do with them and you're not, you're, you're not concerned about their pleasure. And you know what, like, I feel like whenever you are, whenever you're, whenever the pleasure is someone else's, uh, belongs to someone else, right? So whenever you're pleasing your partner, I really think you, you have to take your, you cannot go into the room, into the bathroom, into the car, wherever you fucking and suck it. You cannot go into it with your ego. You can't. You can't. And so if I, if, if my partner's pleasure is which it should be. I feel like your pleasure should be should be first. Um or or do you think okay, do you think it should be equal, Stacey? Um I think that I think both people should go into it with the idea that the that the other person's pleasure is as important as their own. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So that so that everybody's pleased because if if it's just like oh your pleasure is more important than mine then that could mean that I even if and if you're thinking the same thing then neither of us might ever really experience pleasure you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah so, so, I, so yeah so I agree with you I, I feel like when you when you go into it with the mindset when your ego is not you know at the forefront um I'm willing to take instruction. You know, if something feels good to you, I want you to tell me so I can keep it right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't mind taking instruction or giving instruction for that matter. Look, now let's just put a little footnote on that though. Okay. As long as the person's not a fucking drill sergeant. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because then it, because then if, if the instruction is so tedious, a lot of times that means that they're in their ego. Yeah. I think it has to do a a lot of, a lot of it has to do with the way that you say something. Yes. Yes. Voice. Yeah. So if you're not like, just don't bark orders like men. Right. Do not, do not bark orders, but. Yeah, like if you softly say, okay, babe, can you just go like down a little bit lower? That feels really good when you do that. Okay, keep it right there. And I really think that gratitude is so important in the bedroom. Like I'm so generous with praise. I'm so generous with praise. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that is good. You are so, you are doing a, an amazing job. I'm feeling really good. Like, cause I think that that's really important that not just the, at the end, I mean, 
now there are people that don't talk during sex. And if you don't talk during sex, this, this segment is not for you. Um, (laughs) But if, if you do, I think that expressing gratitude is really important, especially Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people will say that a sexual experience isn't good because they couldn't tell that their partner was enjoying themselves because that is a, that's sometimes that brings people that takes people out of the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. That if the person is trying to figure out, I mean, I know that's happened to me where the person is like that. I can't tell they're not vocal. There's the facial expression. Isn't really doing nothing. Like there's no real, (laughs) the body isn't like responding. Like, I don't know if you're even enjoying this. (laughs) Like, are you dead? What is going Like. I'm, you know, and, and have you ever experienced it before, Stacey? I have experienced someone like being really still and like, like, but I recognize it as them being checked out. And my response to this person, mm-hmm. <laughs> my response was, where did you go? Where did you go? And he opened his eyes because I don't think he realized he had time traveled. Why do you think people do that? Why do you think people close their eyes and time travel? Um, I think that, I think, look, now I, I'm I'm unusually clothed today because I never have on clothes, but today I do. And so now I just need to pause to take my bra off. So. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I have to take the bra off so that I can get comfortable <laughs> and have this conversation with you. Okay, look, now, look, my tatas is free and I feel so much better. Um, Okay, so I think that the reason that people time travel is because numbing out is easier than being present, especially when it comes like sex is such a vulnerable act. You know, it's it's so vulnerable. It really does. It's like being in a sexual position. Most of the time you're naked. Most of the time, you know, you are in a position that if you died in it, it would be embarrassing to your family. Um, you know, like it's just such a vulnerable situation that I think that sometimes it's easier to check out than to be with the vulnerability because sometimes sex can bring up a lot of emotions for people and not just women. You know, it can make you feel really tender. Um, it makes you, sometimes people are willing to say things when their body has all these hormones coursing through it. And there are all these sensations happening. Like sometimes people will say things that they wouldn't normally say outside of a sexual situation. So there's so many different things happening that sometimes people are afraid to go there. And so it's easier to check out. So, yeah. So I think people time travel all the time, but sex is so much better when you're in the room. It's so much better when you're in the room. So, you know, in, when I said that to the person, um, he didn't realize he was doing it. And then he, he, he shifted, but I was like, you know, where did you go? As opposed to, are you thinking about somebody else or you're not having a good time? Like, am I doing it wrong? Like I didn't make it about me. Yeah. Just where did you go? Like, where did you go? And it's like, oh, damn, I, I wasn't here. My body was here, but I wasn't here. Yeah. And, and then he came back and it changed. So, um, you know, and I can't say I've never checked out. I have. I don't want to check out, though. Like, I want to leave everything on the floor with my clothes. Whatever is on my mind, I want it to leave. When I, as soon as I disrobe, 
I want it to be in that heap of clothes is whatever I was carrying with me. I want to leave it there and let's just be in this moment. It's, it's just so much more expansive when you stay in the room. Yeah, I agree. So let's have some intercourse since we're talking about fucking now. <laughs> okay. Would you like to be tied up? Or have you been tied up? Would you would you would you let somebody tie you up? Um I would like to be tied up. I have never been tied up. Okay, what's the strangest position you've ever tried? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm like literally going back. And I feel like I'm looking through a Rolodex of like, okay, positions, positions. Let's see. I don't know if this is like the strangest position, but like I had sex while like he was driving on the expressway. And I was on top. I read that in a book once. That's Which awesome. is really fucking dangerous, you know? It's yes. When you think about it. Yeah. That's hot, though. Was it in, like, the middle of the night? So that yeah. It, yeah. We had, we had just come from a party. And, um, yeah. Look, that's hot. <laughs> I wouldn't look. Kids, don't try this at home. Yeah, please <laughs> Don't try it at home. Yeah. Okay. Last intercourse question. Okay. What's the maximum? What's the most amount of men that you've had sex with in a 24 hour period? (laughs) You are so reckless with these questions. It's ridiculous. You can can opt out of any any question. Oh, no, 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 no. No shame here. But you already knew. And I and you know what? So I I'm not this out there with every single conversation, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it is not yeah, the same we, level of intensity for everybody. But yeah. like, I we, know we, you and we, I know you can have these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um okay. All right. So another story time because I feel like I need to give like the backstory as to why I did this. So yes. I have within a 24 hour period. Um, and I, I, I use protection. You guys, I have to, to stress that protection is like super important, but um, yeah, within a 24 hour period, I did. And the reason that I did was- so How many, how many men? Oh, two, just two. <laughs> yeah, two. So, um, like the first guy was this guy that I was dating. And then the second guy was a guy, you know, everybody uh, uh, until you're married, I feel like everybody has that one person that you can always go back to. Like the dick is good. Um, you can just always go back to this person. And so uh, the guy that I was dating, it was just really bad sex. Like really, really bad. I mean, he was a really sweet person, but it was just bad sex. And um, I was horny, you know? I was I was young. I was younger. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And um, I was really, really horny. And so, like, a few hours later, 
um, I called, you know, the guy that I could always go back to. And, you know, he broke it on down, broke it down, broke it, broke it in. <laughs> Consider yourself broke. <laughs> yeah, so that was that. I, look, no judgment for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes sex bad? Look, since you brought it up, what makes oh, what, what makes sex bad? Or I maybe like, what are some of the things? Because there's a lot of things. But what are some of the things that have, in the experiences that you've had, what are some of the things that made an experience not great? Man, just not being in tune, like not being in tune with your partner, not paying attention to what their body, bodies, they speak so loudly. And I feel like, um, when you're not in tune with their body, the sex is just like whack. It's really whack. Um, so that's that. And then um, assuming that what was pleasurable to your last partner is going to be pleasurable to them, to, to your current partner. Uh, it was one more. It was one more. Really, really good. Um, I feel like porn we talked about this mm-hmm. <laughs> like thinking that what worked in whatever porn episode you watched is going to work on your partner I think that's what makes sex bad yeah I think that look I, I think I'm sure I've said this in several episodes already porn isn't real porn isn't real yeah isn't real um not to say that you can't be inspired by porn. I think that that's great if you can differentiate between camera shots and real life. Because um, it's, you know, I mean, and I'm not a porn watcher, you know, per se. I've seen porn, but I'm not a porn watcher. But there's an aggression that is a, that happens in porn against pussies that is very difficult for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. You know, like, <laughs> so I have had experiences where I could tell the person watches a lot of porn by the way they touch my pussy. Like, you do know that there are nerves in there. You know, like, you can't, and you can't suck a clit like you suck a nipple. Like, you know what oh I mean? Oh my God, yes. And can we, wait, can we just stay right here? And <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I think, like, we had this conversation and, okay, I keep telling all these stories. Y'all are gonna know all of my business <laughs> at the time this episode is finished. <laughs> so, um, so there was this guy, uh, and he he like during sex, and he had never tried this before, but he like put his hand around my neck and started choking me. And in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, what's going on? And so I, like, politely just moved his hand away. But men, like, if y'all are listening, and women too, women do not let that happen. Like, if you all did not have a discussion prior to, like, you can you can stop. Mid-sex, you can stop and be like, get the fuck off me, Right. Um, or you can politely move his hand like I did or whatever, you know, whatever feels comfortable for you. But 
Um, men need to ask, like that conversation needs to be had before you just start experimenting from some shit you saw on Pornhub. Thank you. You know, I think. And when I asked, wait, so like when I asked, and I told Stacey this, when I asked him, I was like, okay, so you did this thing last night and it was kind of weird, like, you know, and, and I said, you, you like put your hand around my neck, you, you attempted to choke me. And th- that is, um, that is something that, th- that's a technique. Like you can't just go choking folks. Like you can't do that. <laughs> like it's a technique. You can't just be like, oh, I saw this on Pornhub and now I want to try this out on my girl. Because on Pornhub, the girl said she came really hard. And so my girl, I think she goes what like- is, What is Pornhub? You don't know what Pornhub girl, is? no. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is Pornhub? I can't believe you don't know what Pornhub, you know everything. You don't know what Pornhub is. I've never heard that. I'm like, what does she keep saying? Like, Pornhub. No, it's like, like, put this in the show notes. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you going to have Pornhub's ratings, like their, their watcher, their viewers, uh, it's going to spike up. Their viewer statistics going to spike up. But so, so Pornhub, it's a porn website. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the most popular out there. I don't know. But I have never heard of Pornhub before. That is crazy. Yeah. Never. So, Look, when I say I don't watch porn, like, this is, <laughs> I, what? I'm like, Pornhub, what is this foolery that you're coming up with? <laughs> yeah. So like, you can't, like, you can't just go, you know, trying stuff out and choking. I feel like it's a technique. You know, you could really like harm somebody if you just go in and just start choking bitches. Like, oh, sorry. I shouldn't look, say look, look, at, look at all of these bleeps we have on this show. <laughs> you know, you just can't go in and start choking people, right? It's a yeah. to do it. And then you just need to have a conversation like, okay, like value your partner enough. I don't care if this is just somebody that you consider to be a fuck buddy or whatever. Like you should... First of all, if you don't value them, I feel like you shouldn't be fucking them in the first place. But that's just my opinion. But I feel like you should be having the conversation all of the time before you try new shit. Yeah. And I think that that's important. And I think what often happens is there is no ongoing dialogue. And I think that the consent conversation, you know, when you say consent, people really have the misconception conception that what that means is are we gonna fuck yes or no you know what I mean but consent is bigger than that it's it is is you know is this okay is that okay like I have this yes no maybe um checklist that I give to my clients like you know to to be able to sit down with a partner and say is this is this okay like you know because there's a lot of of again there's a lot of crayons and I think Reed Mahalko uses the crayon and I think that that's where I got that from. So I'm not mm-hmm. a genius. I believe this is a Reedism. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, there's the the eight pack of crayons and I probably it don't say it as well as Reed Mahalko. So I'll put that in the show notes too. But there's an eight pack of crayons, you know, the ones that they, the little easy pack. But then there's like the 64 box and then there's like that 120 pack, right? And you know, the 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 eight pack has the basic colors in it. Blue, green, yellow, red, orange. You know what I mean? But yeah. when you start to get to like the 32 to 64 and the 120, it's got like burnt sienna in it. You know what I'm saying? Like cayenne. Like yeah. <laughs> it's got yeah. all of these different colors. So when it comes to sex, there is penetration mm-hmm. and there is 
you know, oral sex and there's anal sex and that's probably the eight pack, right? But yeah. then there is golden showers. Mm-hmm. There is choking and there is spanking and there are butt plugs and, you know, cock rings and nipple clamps. Like there's, there's like the, the 64 pack got a whole bunch of shit in it. Yeah. And if you are used to coloring with the eight pack, and you all of a sudden are in this position with somebody that colors with the 64 pack, you know, and choking is this color you never heard of. Yeah. That fucking sends your system into shock. What the fuck is happening? Is he trying to kill me? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. And then you never know to, you don't have to take into consideration that you don't know what your partner has been through prior to you. If you haven't, if yep. you haven't had that conversation, you don't know what they've experienced prior to you and so you could do something that could trigger them and like they could hem your ass up yeah or you know it could just go way way less when it doesn't have to if you would just have the conversation from the jump and yeah you have to you have to and I think also I'm glad that you brought that up because I think um for anybody that is a survivor of any kind of sexual trauma. I think that it is your responsibility to yourself to disclose before you fuck somebody that you have had some sexual trauma and you don't have to reopen up the wound by being graphic. But I think that it's really important for like, for example, like I've been raped and it was anal penetration for me. So I talk about anal sex on the front end Mm -hmm. because don't like accidentally slip on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, like, so that's a com because if that's something I'm going to explore, we need to ease into it. And it can't just be one of those. I, I was just in the moment. Poop. Like, no, no. You know what I'm saying? But if, because that's an important piece for me, that's a conversation that, you, that has to be had on the front end. So I think that that's really important because there are people that part of their sexual trauma that maybe maybe the person choked them to keep them silent while they were doing what they did. Yeah. And if that had been your experience, that could have been a real bad situation. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was that was uh, part of the conversation that we had. I was like, you know, um, what happened last night? Like you did that. And he was like, oh, you know, I. I forgot that, you know, you, you had that thing. That's what he called it. You had that thing. And I was like, oh no, what do you, what do you mean that thing? That thing is called sexual trauma. That's what it's called because I'm also uh, a survivor. I don't, I don't even like saying that word, but I'm a thriver of sexual assault. And so I'm very open and transparent about, you know, what my experience was and like how I would like to be treated in the bedroom and so I don't know he just had like a lapse of memory or what but he decided that he wanted to try something that he saw off of a fucking porn show and I was like no that's unacceptable um but yeah I believe that the conversation just has to be had and ladies in particular like you cannot be afraid to have that conversation because if you don't then you just leave it to the guys to assume you know, the man just assumes that it's okay, which is not okay. You know, I'm not helping up for the man or advocating for his behavior at all. But um, when you don't have the conversation, you leave it up to the man to assume and it just, it just doesn't go well. So. Yes. And an uncomfortable conversation on the front end 
can prevent some major discomfort on the back end. It can. And you know what? Reed has this, um, you know, when we did the Speak Out Summit, um, Reed said something and it always sticks with me. He was like, you know, if I can ruin the moment by having the conversation about consent and what your likes and dislikes are, then we probably shouldn't be fucking in the first place. I agree. And I'm glad you said that because um, I really think that the most important decision or deal breaker, you know, when it comes to deciding whether or not you're going to be sexual with someone is emotional intelligence. Because if someone isn't emotionally intelligent enough to be able to have a safe sex conversation or a consent conversation or a, you know, chokes is okay or not okay conversation, then you shouldn't be fucking them. I mean, but you know, and again, like, if if there's no conversation, then you are you don't even have a gauge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, there's no gauge. So the it's so important and it's so interesting because it never ceases to amaze me how many people don't have conversations about about like the consent conversation or so many people. So many people don't. And again, it's the nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable, but that is so important. Yeah, like, wouldn't you rather have the conversation, get it out of the way, and then have, like, an immensely pleasurable experience because you know, like, I know what this person likes. I know what they don't like. I know, like, what to stay away from. And so I can kind of navigate my way from there. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would rather. I mean... I mean, I happen to be a conversationalist myself, but <laughs> but I would rather I would rather have an uncomfortable conversation to start so that we can have so that we can develop intimacy, you know, because the other part that happens that I think people don't recognize is sometimes you end up filling the room up with all the things you didn't say. And it makes the experience um, un- uncomfortable energetically because you're worried and that could be whether you're worried about getting pregnant whether you you know it, you know whether you're worried about whether you're worried about an STD because again that's one of those things where people won't say something yeah and then but then you fuck up the mood because now you're worried like what if I'm having a flare up or you know like but just talk about that shit on the front end like look let's lay it all out you know before we even even think about getting busy like let's lay it all out and part of that conversation is you know we're using protection but if the condom breaks i'm not on birth control pills you know what i'm saying yeah and even even asking like so this is another conversation that you and i had about like kids you know do you want kids and the reason i think that's important even if this is just somebody that is a quote-unquote fuck buddy um because what happens if the condom breaks and 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 that happens yeah and you get pregnant and he's like well i don't want kids you're like well i do like it's a conversation it just needs to happen like do you want kids before before we lay down do you want kids so if i get pregnant you're not going to start you know dogging me or this is not going to become this big thing because you don't want kids and i do and yeah or even even the flip side of that you know as a woman it's your body so you know you have eminent domain over that right so the, the flip side is true is if the condom breaks and i get pregnant i don't want kids right yeah you know what i'm saying like, yeah 
Yeah. Cause, cause there, there are, I have talked to many men that they're like, you know, we broke up because she got pregnant and had an abortion and I was not with that shit. So the flip side is true. So, but again, the only way for you to know that about someone is if you're having a conversation and it might like, it might feel like a total buzzkill, especially if it's one of those, like we just met and the chemistry is just so right. Like, I just can't wait to like, you know, let my genitals touch yours. Like if it's one of those situations, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause that happens. So, but whoever says that, that's so funny. I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to let my genitals touch yours. Yes, I can't That's wait. So look, I can't wait for my <laughs> nipples to rub your nipples. Like, <laughs> but you know, if it's one of those situations where it feels more spontaneous, yeah, pause the spontaneity to have the chat. Like it yeah. really is important because there are there are a lot of oops babies around here that don't have a daddy. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That their daddy kicked rocks because he wasn't on board. He wasn't on board because they didn't have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and we're making fun. It's not, I mean, it's serious, but it is. It's it's important. It's an important um conversation to have. (laughs) I love talking to you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our conversations are always so good. You know, I put on I put on uh I put on Facebook right before we started. I was like, you know, this is all, it's always trouble when we get together. Oh, girl, always, oh, always. No, always. Look, no, I done no. had, I done recorded so many episodes, never said the N word. Never. <laughs> you like, Jay is here. Let's be right. Free. Just talking about, <laughs> talking about being naked. You know what I mean? Because there are yeah. certain things that you don't say to other people. Yeah. that you only say with like the people that you're most comfortable with. Yeah, and you know what? Like, can we talk about sisterhood? Do you please, no, please, please. Look, we Absolutely. can talk about more nasty stuff if you want. So. No, no, no. I think just, <laughs> look, everything is welcome because everything is relevant. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, but I was just thinking about like before we started the podcast, I was really, sm- I was cheesing so hard because first, I'm super, super duper proud of you for doing this. Um, finally (laughs) yeah yeah because like it was a conversation and you know I'm all about that action life and so you to be doing this and I know like it's just it's it's gonna it's gonna be amazing I don't know how many episodes we've recorded before this but I just know it's gonna be amazing and I was just thinking about like how important sisterhood is because you're my sister like you're the person that I call like when whatever like if I'm having a crappy day and I'm feeling tender I text you or I call you or you know if I'm dating and I got some like crazy ass dating story to tell you or whatever like we talk about everything so much we talk like we literally <laughs> talk about everything and um I advocate for sisterhood because it's just so it's nothing like having women women in your life that really hold space for you and you mm-hmm. can laugh with them cry with them curse with them talk shit with them um yeah I just think it's important like and it, it's a like the relationship that we have built over the past, I don't know, it's been like a year. I don't know. I think it has been a, uh, maybe a little more than a year now that it's summer. Yeah, but it's it's amazing. And like, even I think about like when something happens, when something hard happens or whatever, and I'm like, let me call Stacy. And that's, you know, it's so funny because we, I mean, our, 
we talk about nothing. We talk, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we talk about, we talk about everything. We talk about nothing. And look, now I'm thinking about my rant the other day. <laughs> <laughs> when it was like, I felt like my fucking head was cut off and I just needed to spew everywhere. Yeah. And you, you held space for that. Like, look, I don't know if I had ever sounded like that before. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It was so funny. Yeah, I do get a little um, more humorous when I'm um... <laughs> like sometimes I really my, my daughter thinks I'm just corny, but I'm like, I'm so fucking funny. And if I'm irritated, it's like funny to the 10th power. <laughs> yeah. But I love that we're able to talk about everything. And I think that it's really important for every woman to have a group of women that they're mm-hmm. able to share with, you know, cause there's, so, I mean, we happen to be the kind of friends that we can talk about whatever, but you yeah. know, there are certain friends that you only talk about certain things with, yeah. you know, there's certain conversations that you just wouldn't have with certain girlfriends and there's not to take away from the depth of the relationship, but it just doesn't, that's it. The relationship isn't a container for that particular thing. Yeah. So, you know, I think that it's really important to have friends but there's a different kind of expression that happens with women friends. It is. I agree. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely think it's important. It's funny because right before we started recording, um, I was texting with Biba. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, because again, like she's, she's one of my people too. Yeah, I love Biba. Me too. Like, hey, Biba girl. Like, Look, she's she so you know, she's so great. Like, and my conversation with her was was just as fun as this conversation. We, I just we we definitely we should do an episode the three of us. That would be fun. Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah, we yeah. definitely have to do that. We definitely, look, it, yeah. we have to do that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's now, I, I always ask the exact same aftercare question or at least some version of it. Okay. So how do you best like to be cared for post-sex? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... You know, and the reason I ask it because a lot of times, and I know this has happened to me, mm-hmm. where I didn't, I didn't express and maybe, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have language. Now I have language, but I don't always express, Um, but not expressing what I need after sex. And the reason that's important is because so often the act is finished. And if you don't get taken care of the way that you want to be taken care of, then it can really soil your memory of the experience in general. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Wow, that's like a really good question. Okay, so I I like for okay, so let me I, I think I need to talk about like what has happened in the past, like when I was younger and what ha- versus what happens now. So in the past, it would just be like, okay, the guy comes, I come, and depending on what position we're in, like if I'm on top, I'll just get off of him. Um, or you know, he will get off of me and like go clean himself off or I'll clean myself off and then we lay down and we go to sleep or whatever. Or we may have like a brief conversation about how amazing it was and that's it. Um, Now I really like 
when I have an orgasm, I love for the man to allow me that space to orgasm. You know what I mean? Allow me that space to orgasm and like be there with me. So like watch me unless we're orgasming at the same time, uh, like watch me and really care for me. Like whether that's like rubbing my back or, you know, hugging me or kissing me or whatever. But I don't like for you to just hop off of me and go about your business. I don't like that. But really, I'm like cuddling, um, expressing gratitude, like you said. That's what I like. Yummy. Yeah. I am right on board with you. You know, it's it's interesting. I hadn't thought about like my, I mean, I knew it was different, but I hadn't really had a visual of my own aftercare experience in my youth. <laughs> Yeah. What, what aftercare? There was no aftercare. Like aftercare? What's that? Yeah, there was no aftercare. Are you talking about Plan B? Like, right. It was just yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think for a really long time there was no real aftercare, and then but then I can think about now. I can reflect on the come downs. You know, like the the part where my body started to come down from the the high of the experience and that feeling of disappointment that, yeah. that often accompanied my younger experiences. And when yeah. I say younger, I mean like well into my twenties, you know, post, I didn't had a baby. I didn't been married. You know what I mean? But I still yeah. didn't have, I didn't have any real self-awareness in that way at the time to really be able to ask for what I needed and, um, and I often was so, I was so great about choosing men that were emotionally unavailable that they could not even initiate it because they, you know what I mean? So yeah. Wow. I didn't have any aftercare for a really, really long time. Like aftercare is now really important to me. So what, what does your aftercare look like? Um, most of the time. Well, okay. There are two versions. <laughs> There's two versions. One of them is if the last orgasm was really powerful, sometimes for a few minutes, part of my aftercare is not touching me at all. And that's if if my whole body is really sensitive. That typically only happens if I've had multiple orgasms and then this a really big climactic one at the end. And where everything, where it feels like my body is buzzing and I can feel sensation in every part of my body. Sometimes it can just be so sensitive that I'm like, okay. And, but I'm really vocal about it. Like I might say, okay, I need you to not touch me for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is like the, almost like the, the preview of the aftercare, just honoring that for a few minutes. And yeah. then when I'm, when I'm done feeling, you know, all buzzed and everything, um, I invite the person back over or I'll invite myself over into, you know, the crook of his arm or whatever. Um, but if it's a, if it's more of a, if it's been like a, a more of a, a wave of orgasms as opposed to a crash of an orgasm, yeah. um, if it's been a wave, then, then the, the sensitivity isn't there. And then in that instance, I really like to snuggle and be as close as physically possible to the person. Um, almost like wrapping ourselves around each other. Like I like that because it's almost like I need to be swaddled. So is there ever a point or a time where like you orgasm and you like to go right back into sex 
Oh, me. girl. I am very, I'm highly multi-orgasmic. Mm-hmm. So, um, often like to the, it can be so, it can, I can go for so long if there's, if there's a window where it's possible and the partner is, you know, doing all of the things, um, (laughs) um, I can go for so long that I have to then, that I have to, as a courtesy, ask my partner, you know, are you still okay? Or are you finished? Because I can keep going. But if you're, if you're, if you, if you're okay, to keep going, then we can keep going. But if not, it's okay. Yeah. Like, the reason I ask that question is because like some people, um, again, it, it's comes down to communication. Like if, if their partner is having an orgasm, uh, they just keep going without like even asking, you know, are you good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I can't say that I've, and, and it almost, it almost disrupts. So yeah. Like if the partner is in the middle of an orgasm. And they're like still going, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. There, there usually is a pause and I'm, I'm, I'm really good about saying it and vocalizing it to my partner, but I also, I wasn't always emotionally mature enough to ask what my partner needed. And there is this myth that every, and the focus on the woman's pleasure is important because our pleasure presents different than men and a female, the female orgasm is way more inclusive. Whereas a man's orgasm is more exclusive and just happening to him. The female orgasm is, is almost shared between partners. Right. So, um, so there, so the, the focus on the woman's pleasure is well placed, but there also has to be some, the, the man's experience can't be excluded. And of course, we're talking about heterosexual sex. Um, so the man's pleasure can't be excluded. So there was a time when I didn't have the awareness or honestly, the fucks to give about someone else's pleasure. And when I was in that space, and I, because again, and I didn't have the language to, to, to describe my own self as multi-orgasmic when I was younger, but if, if the person couldn't keep going, I would get attitude. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like almost yeah. huffy because we are not still going. Um, so which again, if, if we've been fucking for 30 minutes and you can't keep going, I really shouldn't be mad at you for that. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I didn't have the awareness of myself or the emotional intelligence to be compassionate and understanding about someone else's physicality at the time. So now I'm, now I don't have judgment around that. And I, and, and, and I'm not to say that there aren't people that have made me tap out. Mm-hmm. that's happened a lot of times where it's just like you know what I can't I gotta stop <laughs> you know like I got I, I didn't had enough like so that has happened but um now I have the the awareness to be really considerate and to ask like you know I can keep going it because I have way more orgasms in this bank if you want to spend some let's go or yeah. <laughs> you know or it's okay if you if you're ready to stop like um and for the most part I have had very few partners that I've had to really negotiate that with. Um, most uh, most often, and, and as is my preference, I should footnote, um, the 
partner usually will ask before he's ready to like, are you done? Um, because if so, then I'm going to come. And, you know, so which I, I love, I love, yeah. I love when the man is like, no, I want you to get yours first. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, I think that, look, I know we, we were wrapping up, but I got to say this. <laughs> is I think that it's a really important thing because one of the really popular things, and I think that this phrase is now super cliche and it's even more over abused almost now that online dating is a thing is because I hear it often. I hear women saying that their partners are saying it. I've seen it on the internet is, and this is the thing is is men love to say as part of their intro almost i love to please and my my woman's um pleasure is more important than mine but that's just trendy you know it's a lot of it is trendy they don't even know what the fuck that means mm-hmm. and a lot of people think that what pleasure might what their idea of putting your pleasure first often means them asking, did you come? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So not every man, <laughs> not mm-hmm. every man is, is, is aware enough to really know what that means. And I only can speak to heterosexual sex because I haven't ever had um, homosexual sex. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that, if they, if the experience is the same or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but not every person can, be with you in that way and really, really, really give your, your, your pleasure space. So, um, you have to be really careful and a great way to know before fucking somebody, if they really mean it, when they say that your pleasure is important to them, is how they treat you and how they act, the level of patience in their conversation. If they talk fast, if they drive fast, if they always in a rush and they always fucking busy, guess what's going to happen when they fuck you? It's going to be fast. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's going to be fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. If you can't stay in the room for a conversation, mm-hmm. you're not going to be in a room to have a conversation with my body. Not a proper one. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Look, that's a great um, ending. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So look, pay attention. You have to be paying attention to how somebody acts in, in all areas of their life because they will tell you without telling you whether they're going to give you proper attention in the bedroom. Look, the end. <laughs> the end. Hey, well, thank you. This was good. This was so, I feel nourished. I always feel nourished after we talk anyways. Yeah, this was awesome. I love this it. Was, ah, well, I love you, sister. Thanks for sharing your time with me. I thank you for you. opening your heart. Thank you for telling all of your business. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> they be like, uh, Jay, girl, I know all of your little sex stuff. <laughs> 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 but that's all right. Because you know, like, Look, you already ended it, so I don't want to start it back up. We need to do another episode. <laughs> look, look, when? <laughs> the Sensuality Project is produced, edited, and hosted by me. Music by bensound.com. The Sensuality Project podcast is a production of stacyherrera.com. 